It's time to shake up that paradigm. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio. Hey everybody, thank you uh, for downloading this month's podcast. This is Patrick Donahoe. You're listening to Infinite Banking Radio. Uh, we're actually broadcasting from a, a, a pretty unique uh, unique place in the world, uh, the, the, the Cayman, uh, Cayman Islands. And fortunately, I'm not here by, by myself. I'm here with, uh, with with Brad Gibb. Brad, how, how, how's it going? Hey everyone. <sighs> how, was your day? how was your day after being in the banking capital of the world? Pretty sweet place to be. I've been on Wall Street. I've been on, uh, you know, some other financial places, but they picked a nice place to put this one. That's for sure. That's for sure, dude. I, I think you uh, you've been pretty busy the last last couple of days, and you can you can tell you're really excited, but it's it's kind of wearing you out a little bit. Oh. I see. I think you <laughs> I think you brought quite uh, quite the share of five hour energies this uh, this, and, this last week, and I have been using them. <laughs> we need to, there's so much to absorb and bring in here that. Uh, Need a little boost sometimes. <laughs> well, anyway, so we're so we're uh, we're actually on the uh, the real estate guys real estate guys cruise. Uh, the real estate guys radio show has been around for uh, I think about going on eight or nine years now, and this is their eleventh uh, cruise. And what they do every year is they uh, they basically organize speakers and uh, and, and other other individuals, and uh, in, in the groups have ranged anywhere from about forty to two hundred and fifty people, and uh, they book a cruise ship for the entire week. And normally, there's a couple days uh, on shore, and they do you know some some speaking and, and create kind of a uh, a theme of, of the conference. And then uh, on sea days, if you've ever been on a cruise ship before, you have sea days as you're as you're sailing out to different ports, and uh, and you have uh, classrooms booked out, and there's different topics and so forth. And uh, and also they have different excursions that uh, you go all go all go as uh, as a group. So this is uh this is my third year. I uh, my my wife and I came the first time. Last year I actually brought my kids, which uh, probably wasn't the best best idea. And uh, and this this year um, uh, my wife came as well. And then Brad Brad Gibb from the office came, and it's uh, it's been quite the experience. I think this year has been been incredible. We've had uh, some amazing individuals who have uh, definitely been and are movers and shakers in, in our economy right now. Uh, one is uh, Peter Peter Schiff. Peter Schiff uh, appears uh, quite a bit on. Uh, Fox and and uh, and some other other uh, financial shows. He's the the CEO of Euro Pacific Capital and has wrote some pretty controversial books. Uh, he's also the guy that uh, that called uh, one one of the few that called the uh, the crisis of two thousand eight and two thousand nine uh, directly relating it to the uh, the housing bubble. Uh, we also have Mark Skousen. Mark uh, is the the founder of Freedom Fest, which is a, a libertarian free market uh, conference that's held every year in, in Las Vegas that that uh, brings. You know, several thousand uh, libertarians and, and free-minded thinkers around uh, from around the country and around the gl- the globe. So Mark's been here uh, with his family. Uh, we also have Bob Murphy. Bob Murphy is a uh, an economist. He uh, has written several books, mainly uh, for the most you know, most popular books, a politically incorrect guide to capitalism and uh, politically incorrect guide to the Great Depression as well, as well as several other books. Uh, so he's here. And then we have uh, some rich dad advisors here as well. Tom Wheelwright, who's the uh, the author of Tax Free Wealth. Kenny McElroy, who is uh, the author of the ABCs of Real Estate, as well as many other uh, a few other books. So hey, seriously, we can just go on and on for the next half an hour as far as who's here. And you have investors from all over the world 
just really really successful uh, individuals uh, ranging from uh, you know individuals I've been investing for several decades to uh, to those that have become very successful over the last uh, last several years since since the crash and so so what we're going to do today is kind of go through some of the things that uh, that Brad and I have gleaned from this conference uh, there's been so much it's impossible to pack it into a, a brief podcast but uh, I'm going to go through a lot of what we're learning a lot of what the theme is a lot of what people are saying and uh, and then we'll we'll see where that takes us so Brad why don't you Maybe get an idea of, of one or two things that you have you've experienced to kind of top the list off, uh, and and then uh, and then I'll share a few of mine. Yeah, the the I mean, as Patrick said, the list just goes really on for the really the quality of the speakers that we have here, uh, and then the quality of investors. The other people we've met have been almost as engaging as exciting as sitting in the classes and listening to people talk. So this really is a vacation that pays you back. Um, but my my overall takeaway from this, what I've been distilling out of it, is uh, the the type of learning that's available at events like this. There's you know, we are big readers. We spend a lot of time reading books and articles and listening to podcasts, and that's one way of learning. But to be sitting with the individual that is doing that is a whole different type of experience. Mm-hmm. And the amount that I've been able to take away from it and learn has been I mean, really reinforced to me the idea of making sure that you add to to your educational time something similar to this, where you're out, you're meeting people, you're networking, and you're discussing ideas. Because that's, you know, as you move on, I don't know if everybody's heard of the cone of learning, but it's that idea we're getting closer to where we're going to retain more of this and it's going to be more valuable, more useful information. So to sit and actually have a dinner with Tom Wheelwright and talk to him about tax strategies or sit you know, on a bus while we're going to another place with Ken McElroy, a rich data advisor, and, and, and talk through his syndications. And those types of experiences are, are things that you can't get anywhere else. So no, that, I, that's what I've taken. Well, from it's, it. it's that plus you know plus the fact that you, you're unplugging yourself from the normal routine of life, and I'm I'm big on routine because obviously the infinite banking concept is creating a a routine for your finances, but at the same time a routine t- turns your mind off because you're in the same uh, habits, you're in the same mo every single day, and so this basically unplugs you from life, and you you take your, you don't take your computer, you don't check your email as much, you don't have your phone on you, and you're kind of forced to. Uh, to, to think about things that because uh, you know you can't worry about paying the light bill or paying or you know taking your kids to uh, to ballet or or, or, uh, or or whatever the case may be you're here focused on one specific thing which is yourself and your you know your personal personal success and personal prosperity so that's one aspect then you add to that the dynamic of individuals have been wildly successful in various different industries and being able to feed off of them as far as ideas and energy uh, and and gives you kind of a, a new a new boost for your goals and for your ambitions and we have a buddy here Eric who's I mean, it's incredible to see how far he's come in the last couple of years uh, but he's here just soaking so many things in and it's amazing the, the kind of the new light and the new perspective he has on things because everything is clear he has all this chaos going on at home but now his mind is clear and he's able to focus on what's really important and then a game plan as far as how he's going to get there. Yeah, and the flip side to that coin that we're all unplugging, and this is unique to this type of experience, but the speakers are there as well. They can't, they don't get on a flight and leave the next day. They can't, you know, board themselves up in their room either because there's nothing to do. So they're with us in the breaks, they're with us at meals, they're with us on the activities, and it's given us a chance to glean all of the extra, you know, the between the lines type of information as well. So it's just really been phenomenal 
And from from the standpoint of, of the infinite banking concept, I mean, I, I came on here uh, two years ago, and a lot of pretty much everybody had no really no idea of how the how the system works. And I've been coming in, and and to be honest, the first year I had uh, a pretty big critic that, uh, and there was you know pr- probably a little over a hundred people here, and and I presented, and I had some clients here, and, and a lot of people were interested, but I had a really big critic uh, who who that's another another story, but. Uh, but he, you know, he, he asked asked different questions. He really wasn't getting the concept and, and made his own conclusions without all the information. And it was discouraging for me. And so last year I came and Robert Kiyosaki was here, and a lot of the rich dad advisors were here. And so I presented again, and and uh, and, and that I think was was really helpful because I got some of the other rich dad advisors to, to kind of understand. We have a couple clients that are rich dad advisors as well. And then finally this year it's been amazing because we were able to bring some economists that that know about it. Uh, there's also um, a, a land developer um, out of the out of uh, out of the Caribbean, who loves the concept, and he is a multi, multi, multi uh, millionaire from from Canada originally, and 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 so it's it's kind of it's interesting to see how uh, kind of the 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 phase or the process of truth. What's the process of truth again? It's like first it's it's ridiculed, then it's it's. Uh, um, you know, held as kind of a standard, then it's held, then it's believed as as common knowledge. And I think that the infinite banking concept is going through that because people are realizing that a lot of the traditional methodologies in relation to money are just are, are not are not not working out for the actual individual themselves. And obviously, this you know facilitates investment, it facilitates thinking, it facilitates transactions. Where before, if you're transacting in cash or some other form of capital, your mind is not working the same way. So it's been exciting from that standpoint as well to see how the conversations because there's you know people with gray hair that are doing it rather than you know a, a guy that's looks like he's in his 20s and has acne still so well and and, and that, that that actually brings together my the other concept I've been taking away from this is at the infinite banking concept we're seeing how it can work in all of these different asset classes we get to sit with all of these advisors or all of these very successful people in their own niche and I, every time I sit there, I say, yeah, that's... And, and here's how Infinite Banking plugs right into that. Or what they're describing is that can those same principles are applied to the Infinite Banking concept. Uh, you know, leverage, access to your capital, uh, compound interest, all of those types of things. So it, it it's really exciting to see how well this fits into all of the various types of, of investing and how it can benefit it. So been a good connection as well. No, it's good. I mean, I think I think looking at just the overall financial well-being of, of anybody, you can go out and try to learn by yourself. You can go out and 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 uh, experience trial by error and make a lot of mistakes and, and learn learn a lot. But coming here, because the wildly successful are, are those that have not just been lucky throughout their entire career uh, in, in their industry. They've, they've made big mistakes, and it's a testament to the resiliency of, of wealthy individuals and successful individuals because they never gave up. And so coming here allows, especially the new, the new person, the newbie, to see you know, what, type of, what type of lessons that were learned during 2008 when you had the market down turn or during the early 2000s because you know Peter Schiff and Mark Skousen they are um, you know they, they've been around the block and they've seen various booms and busts and they're still around and they're still really successful so it's awesome to to learn from them because obviously in the future we don't know what what that's going to bring we don't know what uh, monetary policy is going to be tax policy is going to be the value of the dollar what's going to happen to real estate what's going to happen to interest rates I mean, there's so many different variables that are part of our success
success that we have no really no control over. And so looking at what could potentially done, uh, what could be, uh, potentially happen if some of these things ebb and flow in different directions will allow us to to make better decisions. It's, it's really cool to see some of the the ways these businesses are set up and, and how they operate things. Uh, and it's just, I mean, we're we're in we're in our Disneyland of, of sorts uh, because these are people that obviously have been really successful, and we have a high degree of. Uh, um, of, uh, of respect for and admiration for and we're able to sit at the dinner table with them and talk yeah it, it's really an experience second to none as far and in that type of of uh, <laughs> what what we're able to soak in uh, from a knowledge I mean, even things like you know they're talking about what they do now but then they'll throw out these little things like well but if this happens I'm looking at doing XYZ yeah. that kind of stuff if you read it in a book you may be on the front end of it, but it's already happening, and, and you already yeah. need to be in it by that point. Yeah. And so, little ideas thrown out here and there are, you know, or even even those, you know, minor points are, are ones where you start to see the direction that it's headed, not where it, you know it already is and what already made these people successful. Yeah. So, so let me get. I'll take from it. I'll kind of give. I'll give kind of two two things that I that I uh, kind of glean gleaned off of it. So one of the one of the first things is last year, uh, Kiyosaki had this. He created this saying here on on the boat, and and obviously Ron Ron Paul wrote the book and the Fed and Ed the Fed became kind of a chant of the you know of, of those that were uh, supporters of Ron Paul and it did start in two thousand eight when he ran for president. Last year, Kiyosaki just kind of coined this frame uh, phrase: "Be the Fed." So why you're not going to be able to defeat the Fed, even though a lot of people were trying. Why don't you be the Fed? So that made me that made me cringe a little bit. I heard that I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't. The the Fed is, is kind of the anti-production. It's the anti-mind. It's kind of the the body that, or the entity that's created all the chaos. Why would I want to be like? But it, it kind of hit me over the cruise because what what they meant by what Kiyosaki meant by it, and a lot of advisors have used that same phrase and that same term is. Is money? Money is a is a byproduct of value. Value should except except for the Fed because the Fed doesn't create any value, but uh, th- but value sh- whether it's a good or a service always is going to precede money, and so therefore there's really an infinite supply of money because there's an infinite va- amount of value that can be created. The world right now has so many different problems. It has so many inefficiencies. And goods and services and and products are going to help with these inefficiencies. They're going to solve problems. Where did those prob or those products and those solutions and those systems come from? They came from the human mind. They came from our ability to think and ability to create. And that ability to create is pretty much a printing press for money because we can figure out a way to solve some of the problems of the world, solve some of the inefficiencies. Okay, people are going to pay for that out of their pocket because they're going to value it more than the money that they're holding. So I look at that as far as you know one point that is really kind of hit hit home for me. What do you think about that, Brad? Yeah, and and again to tie it back into the infinite banking concept. We can be uh, in our own economy. We can the the be the Fed phrase. What I got excited about was infinite banking gives us a way to secede from the Fed as well. So in addition to this concept of be so productive that we're literally printing our own money, we can uh, you know in our own right secede from that system and operate ourselves under a more sound money. Uh, a, a more sound economy, and it will it will benefit us more than just the returns we're getting from our policies or from that system, but just all of the the positive 
other aspects that come from replacing that draining force and replacing it with one that's positive. So there's there's two plays on that be the Fed mm-hmm. idea. So la- last point I want to make, then we'll then we'll probably call it a, a short shorter podcast for today or for this month. But uh, the other thing I came away from was. Or, or kind of t- took away from this, and I've been thinking a lot about is something that uh, that Mike Mike Maloney said. So Mike Maloney is actually the Rich Dad advisor for Gold and Silver. He uh, runs GoldSilver.com. dot com. Um, he, he wrote basically the Rich Dad advisor book, Gold and Silver, and he has a really good you know really good podcast and is on you know YouTube quite a bit with some of his videos. But he said something once that really that really hit me, and and it it really resonated with kind of the mission that we have at Paradigm Life. And uh, and so what? But obviously he doesn't. You know he doesn't do insurance. He does gold and silver. And so his mission is if if every American would start to buy gold and silver, then they would have basically a more of an ownership of what true money is. And the more they had, the more power they would have. Okay, the more ability in a sense to secede from from the Federal Reserve. I feel that's the same thing with with real estate. The more private property people own, the more control they're going to have, the more sense of ownership they're going to have. Because if you go back and look at John Locke's statement in in, uh, in Europe, he said that um, you know, individuals, as far as a pursuit is concerned, they're pursuing life, liberty, and and not happiness. It's life, liberty, and property. So John Locke's original statement, which Thomas Jefferson took, life, liberty, and property, not life, liberty, and and, uh, and happiness. So looking at what people seek as far as property is concerned, when you own a property, you, 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 your life changes. You have a sense of ownership. You have a sense of value that didn't exist. And the more people that own property, the more difficult it's going to be to, to have some you know, imposition of force, which is typically you know, taxes and government and so forth. I also feel the same way about the insurance side of things. Insurance companies, specifically in cash value, are, are the most sound companies that exist because their business model and their revenue model operates on probability. The other thing is when they, when they give a policy loan, uh, it is not fractional reserve banking. They have to keep 100% reserves um, relative to the amount of loans they have outstanding. And so if more, the more individuals that secede from the banking system and take away their capital, especially their long-term and short-term savings capital, from banks and have that inside of insurance policies, now you kind of have a threefold mission as far as us being able to cont- take control of our country. Because it's clear that there is a lot of crap going on. I mean, with this recent debate with Rand Paul and John McCain talking about uh, you know drones and, and some of the civil li- liberties that are being compromised by NDAA, uh, it's, it, it, wh- whether you agree with that or not, obviously there are some things that are being done and things that are in motion that are hurting our civil civil liberties. Now, obviously, there might be this means justify an end concept, but at the same time, looking at that end, it's being justified by taking away some of our short-term uh, freedoms that our Constitution protects. So I think looking at what, some of the ways in which we can fight back, and I hate to use the word fight, but one of the ways we can retaliate and one of the ways that we can really create stability for ourselves is to be able to privatize our money, privatize our wealth. And these are three ways in which you can do it. What do you got? Any, any thoughts about that, Brainiac? Uh, well, it, it just goes back to, and again, it, it, you can be in a range of political belief and uh, still benefit from this concept to whatever level. But like Patrick said, it's 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 like waking up when you start to get control of your financial picture and bring that back into your own hands. Most of the time it happens first through the banking concept. Mm-hmm. Then with that capital, opportunities present themselves to then own other investments or, or continue to expand yourself in that 
that process empowers each individual and it and it forces you to think to process to be aware and and to know what's going on and the more people we can get to be doing that the the better it's going to be because i think what got us to the position we're on now is we had decades of people not being involved yep. and not thinking about it and not doing anything and this is, is one way to start that trend back to where because ideas are what control yep. everything and the 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 more sound your ideas are the and the ideas of everybody collectively, the, the better off we're going to be. It's going to start with that, and yeah. I think this is a good first step. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point because right now collectively, we're, you know, the America's not in the greatest situation, but we don't need the majority to, to make a, a change or to make a difference because right now, you know, I was reading headlines and you know we're obviously surpassed a trillion dollars of student loans. This past year, you know, th- there's been an uptick in consumer debt by you know tens of billions of dollars. Obviously, there's a long way to go because individuals are still have a have an mo that is flawed. The way they spend, the when the, the way they save is driving their entire financial situation into into the ground. And so, I think there's a long ways to go. But at the same time, there's are people that are waking up. We see it every day, and it's mm-hmm. exciting. And if you've ever thought about just thinking about, man, I need to wake up. I need to be looking at it. Uh, reading books and, and doing that is the first, you know, listening to podcasts, that's the first step. But if you've not found an opportunity to go and, and unplug yourself for a few days, see some speakers, I mean, it's going to cost you a little bit of money, yeah. but it, it's an investment that will that will accelerate that process tenfold above yeah. just reading a book. So find, I mean, come on the Real Estate Guys Investor Summit next year or find uh, a weekend seminar or even if it's just a, a local real estate investor group that meets for free on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Find yep. something to go and exchange ideas with another individual because exchange creates wealth, not just monetary transactions, but exchange of ideas and and get outside of the book and, and find ways to do that. Yeah, and ideas are obviously some of those... And you can get those snap, those snap ideas. Those, and that's why I carry around a journal as much as I can because those ideas come and go. And if you don't retain those ideas, they're you're gone. You're not gonna be able to remember by the time you can write it down. So I think, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, unplugging, going to different seminars, it's it's an investment. Um, but that's the thing is that one idea could be a million percent return on investment. So so looking at conferences like this, this is a more expensive one because you unplug yourself for you know almost a week and a half, and you know it's it's upwards of you know probably five, six, seven thousand dollars to come um, but at the same time I've seen so many partnerships created because of this cruise literally and I've seen millions of dollars made by individuals on this cruise because of people they met here I mean you've had guys here that have um, opened up and syndicated nuclear power plants you've had guys that have done thousands and thousands of units of, of apartments you've had guys that have these huge developments I mean it's, it's it's exciting to hear a lot of those conversations and and so I think you know the, the just not necessarily you going and doing those specific things but those could relate to some of the things that you want to do and they could be correlated or not but the ideas behind there can initiate a thought that can change your entire business plan so whether it's the real estate guys cruise freedom fest in the summer it's you know, it's kind of hell on earth because it. Well, it it's like hell and heaven. I don't know how to explain that, but it's heaven because you're you're among like-minded individuals. You have awesome speakers. You have debates. It's amazing. But the hell part is it's summer in Las Vegas and it's at a casino. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a yep. very, a big irony there. But there's but there there's lots there's lots and lots of ways to get out, get involved, exchange ideas, and and start that process of of waking up if that's where you're at or taking it to the next level if you're 
if, if you're ready to go. So get out and do it. All right. Well, we uh, we may maybe we'll check in. Maybe we'll do a little another podcast. Maybe double it up a little bit this week uh, before we take off. So there's but plen- there's not a shortage of topics. So no, there's not. We can so. find the time. Okay. Well, that's all for now. We'll talk to you next time.